Star Wars 7x7 episode 2841. We're going to have one more conversation about Wedge's Gamble today, and in particular we're going to talk about things in Legends that are inspiring things in the current canon. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the last couple of days we've been talking about Wedge's Gamble, which is the second book in the X-Wing series by Michael Stackpole and Aaron Alston, which is now being rebranded as the Rogue Squadron series as they have been re-released for the Essential Legends collection by Del Rey with those beautiful trade paperback presentations and also as unabridged audiobook presentations because yeah, the original versions were actually abridged. Go figure. Now, all of the trade paperbacks in the Essential Legends collection open up with a little bit of an introduction, and the three audiobooks that they've released also include this same introduction, and it goes like this in describing the Essential Legends collection. For over 40 years, novels set in a galaxy far, far away have enriched the Star Wars experience for fans seeking to continue the adventure beyond the screen. When he created Star Wars, George Lucas built a universe that sparked the imagination and and inspired others to create. He opened up that universe to be a creative space for other people to tell their own tales. This became known as the Expanded Universe, or EU, of novels, comics, video games, and more. To this day, the EU remains an inspiration for Star Wars creators and is published under the label Legends. Ideas, characters, story elements, and more from new Star Wars entertainment trace their origins back to material from the expanded universe. This Essential Legends collection curates some of the most treasured stories from that expansive legacy. Now we've talked about one of the more esoteric things in this regard on the podcast and I think this was going back to 2018 in a conversation that we had with Jason Fry on the show. He of course is a fiction and non-fiction Star Wars author and also author of his own stuff too which is very cool. Jupiter Pirate series. So yeah, check that out. Anyway, so we were talking to him about the Last Jedi novelization and one of the things that came up in the conversation was the idea of sort of an infrastructure canon if you will that isn't necessarily invalidated by the fact that Disney rebooted the canon because there's all this other, you know, foundational stuff, this technical stuff that doesn't need to be reinvented necessarily and that can still be drawn on for what it is. It's the broader story elements, though, that are up for recanonization and reimagination as they make their way from the old EU into the current canon. I know that there was a lot of stuff with Thrawn's story going on that fell in that regard, that Timothy Zahn was actually taking some stuff that had been in the previous Thrawn stories and brought it into the new canon as he was writing those six additional novels that he wrote. However, with Wedge's Gamble, I'm actually seeing this the other way for the first time, seeing a situation where I'm seeing the older story and thinking to myself, oh, those are things that are now in canon in another way, for example. I didn't really get that sense from the original Rogue Squadron novel, but I'm definitely getting that sense with Wedge's Gamble. One example of it has to do with the conversation that Wedge and Princess Leia have toward the beginning of the novel that we talked about previously in the review episode. 
One of the things that they mentioned <laughs> has to do with whether Luke Skywalker can come back to Rogue Squadron and if he could help with the mission to Coruscant and whatnot. And Leia talks about how he is going around the galaxy trying to find any records or information about the Jedi Order, about how Palpatine was very thorough in his destruction of information and that there's you know, very little left for Luke to find, but he's doing his best to find it and he is going to be trying to restore the whole Jedi Order. This, of course, is exactly what happens in current canon storytelling as well. And that's a situation where I think it, you know, kind of makes sense. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't necessarily have done it any other way. Once you rebooted the canon, would you decide not to have Luke decide to rebuild the Jedi Order after the events of Return of the Jedi? That doesn't seem right. So there's a situation where you know, storytelling that happened prior in Legends you know, makes very, very strong sense for carrying forward into the current canon as well. There's also a really specific example of something that factors into the whole quadrilogy, if you will, those first four novels in this X-Wing series, but particularly comes to the fore with Wedge's Gamble because we really get a sense of what's going on the first time in Wedge's Gamble. So basically, there is, and this gets into spoiler territory for Wedge's Gamble, so just, you know, fair warning. So there's a guy named Tycho Selchu who is the executive officer for Rogue Squadron, but is not strongly trusted, and nobody necessarily knows why. They think that there's a potential that he, you know, has some Imperial entanglement and he's under suspicion, and yet he's still allowed to work with Rogue Squadron, but he's not allowed to fly a ship that actually is armed, that has lasers on it, which becomes a whole separate thing, and he earns the trust of our protagonist, Corrin Horn, for events that happen during the Rogue Squadron novels where even though he's unarmed, he manages to save Corrin's life during Starship engagements. So we find out in Wedge's Gamble from Tycho Selchu that the reason why he's being treated like he's going to turn on the Rebels at any moment is because he was a prisoner of the Empire, but in a particular place called Lusanka. We find out that Lusanka is actually the Lusanka. It's a super star destroyer that's been buried under the surface of Coruscant. It was supposed to be the Emperor's escape ship, basically, but yeah, that didn't happen. And it's now being used as a private prison by Isard, the current de facto emperor of the galaxy and head of the Galactic Empire. Where this gets into a connection with current canon storytelling is in there, they're conditioning prisoners and torturing them to turn them into sleeper agents, to people who will commit assassinations for them without even necessarily realizing that they've been conditioned to do so. And they end up muttering Lusanka, Lusanka, because their minds are broken and whatnot. So that put me very strongly in mind of the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig, where there are people who have become sleeper agents within the rebellion. In fact, it's Nora Wexley's husband who was thought dead and had actually been captured and turned into a sleeper agent who had the potential to assassinate Mon Mothma and other rebellion leaders during the events of the Aftermath novels. Now, I don't know <laughs> whether Chuck Wendig saw this in the X-Wing novels and thought, hey, that's a great idea, I'm going to repurpose it for this, but it just seems like a very interesting coincidence at the very least, and definitely can demonstrate how a story idea from older EU slash Legends novels can make its way into the current canon in 
you know, a different fashion as opposed to the similar fashion of Luke going around hunting for Jedi Order artifacts and that sort of thing. So there you go. That's what I wanted to share with you as part of my review and enjoyment of Wedge's Gamble. And once again, thank you to the kind folks at Penguin Random House Audio for sharing a review copy of Wedge's Gamble with me so I could share about it with you. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.